everybody this is episode 129 of the hop nation usa podcast and we are coming to you live from pittsburgh's beautiful north shore here at the new mike's beer bar on federal street yeah you got it on federal street yes <laughs> not uh, state street, <laughs> federal <correct>. street. <laughs> so i just wanted to let everybody know that yes we are live and on location so the audio might be a little bit different from what we have uh, when we are usually in the hop nation central so, deal with it. It's going to be a good episode. Put on your big pants. It'll be okay. So, <laughs> I am Adam. I am one of your hosts. With me, of course, is Steve on the knobs. Oh. He's excited to be here. <laughs> that chuckle you heard was our favorite rotating co-host, Dennis. What to do, bugaboos? He is the man, the myth, the legend behind First Sip Brew Box. That's it. One of these days, we're, we're going to ride your coattails. <laughs> Make more money. Make Think more money. outside the box. Ah. <laughs> you got that tagline in early. <laughs> Slid it in, baby. Early. I'm 90% sure that's somebody else's tagline, and he's going to get sued. Steve. Okay. Shh. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. So I must say, right here and now, we are not associated with that trademark or Please anything like that. <laughs> Please don't sue. <laughs> we're a friendly bunch. Yes. We can talk it out. So... If we're at Mike's Beer Bar, of course we have to have Mike. So, Mike, please introduce yourself. So, hello, everybody. I'm Mike. Great to be here. And we are happy to have you here. And, of course, we have somebody else, our expert, our other expert, I should say. Hi, I'm Cassie. Cassie, welcome to the show. Long happy time, to have you. Longtime beer tender. Yes. Yes, one of the OGs. Yes. So we'll, we'll get to learn Cassie a little bit more. Uh, we're going to talk to Mike in the first segment. Yes. And then we'll talk a bit more to Cassie in the second segment. But we do have three beers. Of course. But because this is a bar, it's just what they have on tap. Well, not to say just what they have on tap. They, they didn't brew it. <laughs> they, that is true. This is the, <laughs> the first time that we have been at a craft beer bar. Yeah. It, they didn't brew it, so it's just what they have on tap. Yes. But what they do have on tap, though, is... 80 taps of local beer. Yes, it's an excellent uh, tap list. We yeah. uh, took a, took an opportunity to take a look through before we started uh, the recording session, and uh, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Yeah. So with that in mind, I'm going to let Cassie introduce the first beer because she knows the most about it. Okay, so we are going to be starting out with uh, Four Points Martin. It's nice and crisp. Great Oktoberfest with nice caramel undertones, but... Again, very light and crisp, easy to drink, and good for everybody. Ooh. So I'm going to test your knowledge just a skosh. <laughs> when you thought it was done, <laughs> it just begun. Yes. Uh, do we have any, any numbers available in terms of ABV or IBUs or anything like that? That would be 5.8%. And IBUs don't matter because it, they are very deceiving. Ooh. Thank you. Knew it. <laughs> thank <knew> you. It. <laughs> it's also a Morrison, so. So it does it right. Exactly. It should not be hoppy. <laughs> it better not be hoppy. I love it. But for the simple fact that she knew that IBU right. was right. not like a nationally yeah. recognized yeah. Unit of measurement. <laughs> yes. Instant credibility right yeah. there. I like it. I like where this is going. <laughs> Word. Real cred. 
<laughs> so looking at the beer, though, uh, it is looking like an Oktoberfest. Yeah, guess what? It's got a real nice copper color to it. Very marzeny. Yeah. It's got a great <laughs> copper color to it. It's got a nice, you know, uh, little tight head to it. Mm-hmm. Nice and clear, even though it has a, a good color to it. Yeah. Right? On the nose, yeah, it is definitely malty. I mean, we really don't have to go through the exercise of describing a marzen, because guess what? It's a marzen. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we did just an entire episode not too long ago. Right, <laughs> listen right. to that. And if you're not familiar with marzens, go back and listen to that episode after this one. Yeah. Get the f- footnotes. Yes. <laughs> from, from a friend. <laughs> Tasting oh, wow. it, though, it is really crisp. Yeah. I'm digging it. Dennis, thoughts? Mm. You've been awful quiet. Super. No, I've been saying stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know if it came out in like real life or just in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a combination of the two. So but you get that yeah. nice, like, you do. caramely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, mm-hmm. the caramel notes definitely mm-hmm. show up. And with how clear and crisp it is, this is a good drinker. Like, yes. My go-to beers are traditional like German styles, which Marzins live right in that realm. So mm-hmm. I'm all about this. And for all those people that like Yingling, straight go-to. Boom. There you go. <laughs> Upgrade yourself. <laughs> she said, check yourself, fool. <laughs> I, I would put it above a yingling. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. it's a good yeah. segue, right? So I think it's a good uh, gateway beer exactly. for all those yingling drinkers yes. out there. And, that, and that's the other thing is, is for a lot of people in Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania in general, yingling is the baseline. Right. And for those of us, in, those in the audience that aren't, you know, are just getting into craft beer, that's a good way to kind of baseline people. Hey, this is what you can kind of think of it as, as a yingling, but like way better. Yes. Yingling plus flavor. Yes. <laughs> plus flavor. Plus, it, yeah, it has, it has a decent caramel finish to it and it's mm-hmm. not, uh, like it doesn't hang around and it's not overly dry either. So I'm digging it. Yeah, I'd, I'm a big fan. As a person who doesn't like lagers, I don't hate it. Huh. <laughs> so, you know, I'll that, take it. It's a plus. Know, that, that actually means a lot coming from Steve. <laughs> yes, yes. That's like me not hating an IPA. <laughs> right. <laughs> when we get into the episode later, there, I'm sure there will more be there will be more beers that I'm into. Oh, I already know. I'm looking down the barrel. Yeah, <laughs> it's inevitable. And then there's one where we get to flip the script, and Adam will be like, mm, yeah. maybe. Enjoy it while you can, Adam. Enjoy it while you can. Yeah. But while we uh, sip on this one. Uh, let's get to know Mike a little bit better. Sure, thank you. Well, um, I uh, spent the majority of my life uh, actually uh, as a uh, corporate geek. Um, spent uh, 33 years working with two companies in consumer products and uh, lived about 22 of those years overseas. So I've now had a beer in probably about 60 countries oh, wow. uh, as a All result right. of some of the work that I've done. Um, and so as I came to the end of one career, I mean, what inspires you to start another? Well, when it comes to taking over a bar at my age, insanity is usually the first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> and uh, that, was, uh, that was probably the majority of it. But I have a long line of beer in my family. So it goes back now four generations. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. Great-grandfather, uh, great-great-uncle, both had bars here on Pittsburgh's north side uh, awesome. back oh, wow. uh, 100 years ago. Uh, my grandfather then uh, opened a beer distributorship, which then ended up in my father's hands. Uh, when I was growing up as a kid, I learned to drive a beer truck before driving a car. That was one <laughs> yeah. uh, Still back in the 70s, Pittsburgh was a shot in beer town. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a lot of deliveries before high school uh, in the bars that were full because of the night shift. Yep. Uh, went on to, um, my father then ended up uh, selling his distributorship, worked for Pittsburgh Brewing, uh, yep. Iron City, which is the local beer, uh, for a number of years and was exporting a lot of their beers, uh, in fact, to Russia. Okay. Met my wife. She was one of the first sales reps for Sam Adams. 
uh, Boston Beer Company back in the 80s oh, in wow. the eastern part of the state in Philadelphia. was the sales manager there. So it felt like beer was kind of the place I had to go. Mm. And, uh, and with that, uh, I was looking uh, at bars and saw that this became available. And it uh, was, frankly, in my old zip code where I grew up. I had not lived in Pittsburgh for 30 years and was looking for an opportunity to come back and was uh, able to find a, a bar that focused on beer that uh, still had some opportunities. It was being run by absentee owners mm -hmm. and, um, and thought this was, uh, and, I, and of course, Cassie was a premium, of course, that, uh, in order to get the business. Uh, part, of business. Yes. Yes, <laughs> part of a turnkey business. Yes, part of a turnkey business. And so 10 months ago, uh, purchased the, beer, uh, the bar and then uh, in uh, March rebranded it mm -hmm. And then we started about, uh, you know, trying to enhance what was already a very successful craft beer focus bar for mm -hmm. five years and right. wanted to help take it to the next level. I, I can say that uh, any time that I had a group of friends that were coming down to this area, that this bar was where we wanted to go uh, because they did have such a, a good selection. Uh, but what's nice now is the local selection uh, it, in your bar now Absolutely. is much better yeah I, just to give the audience an idea of where we're at it, we're on the uh the corner that's right across from the stadium we're on federal street yes like it, it it's been known as beerhead and i believe it was world of beers at some point the beer market the beer, beer, beer market, market. Yeah, okay. beer market world of beers is a that's a ohio chain <laughs> yeah, chicago, i think there's one in chicago too a world Possibly. of beers yeah. maybe could be so i know that's midwest though <laughs> so for those that are not familiar with what stadium we're talking about we're obviously talking about pnc park home of the pittsburgh pirates yeah so kind of a big deal yeah yeah a lot of foot traffic goes through here absolutely as you, as you were saying you a go through thirsty foot traffic yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> every time you know we come down for a baseball game we almost always wind up in this bar yes so, yes yeah now it's been turned over to a more local flair so yeah like mike said same zip code same zip code you know, can't get any more <laughs> yeah. home than that yep. yeah it's actually sounds like mike you were destined to own this bar it, it really I, I think so um, and um, you know insanity still played a little part of it but um, but it was it there couldn't have been any other type of bar I think and and there and there are very few that really have a total focus mm -hmm. on craft beer we have very little liquor just a few things and a few bottles of wine and 99% of our our business is is beer yeah. And we're proud of that. Yeah, that but awesome. to, to be fair, you do also have uh, ciders and meads from local cideries and meaderies. And meaderies, yeah. yes, yeah, yes. So yeah, uh, it, it, I mean, it, I think it's more important that you know the focus is on local. And I remember, like, when it was the beer market. Yeah, you could get like 500 beers or whatever from all around the world, but you couldn't necessarily get anything from somebody up the street. Right. <laughs> right. right. Literally. Yes. Yeah. True. Whereas, like, you have Four Points on tap, you have Pizza Boy on tap, you have, you know, Abomination I've seen in the bottle list. I've seen, you know, pretty much everything, <laughs> 11th hour. Right. So, yeah, it's it's nice to see a, a centralized area mm -hmm. for so much local. So, like, tell us about how you brought about getting so much local on tap here and in bottles and cans. Well, I think, you know, a big part of it was, as Pittsburghers, we're all very proud of of our teams of our city and we do tend to get a lot of out-of-towners who come through here who are baseball tourists or coming for football games and the like 
Um, and frankly, the other part of it is, you know, what we've been watching in Pittsburgh for the last uh, couple of years is just an explosion of small breweries opening up. Mm-hmm. We did a count uh, uh, recently, and, and, f- and I think we saw that within 40 miles or so of downtown Pittsburgh, there are 60 breweries yep. and opening yeah, at right. a, and at growing, a, right? And growing at wow. a clip. And uh, we wanted to make sure that we could highlight, you know, what they have, um, you know, as, as part of our selection. It was one of the ways that we could continue to focus on craft beer to continue to appeal to baseball crowds and get give exposure um, and just be kind of unique mm-hmm. in, in the fact that, uh, you know, we're not unique that we're proud of our, our city, but really showcase yes um, being unique by showcasing you know the great beers that are coming out of the the breweries around got those because he pulled me out of work every thursday hey let's go to a brewery brewery tour so you take me to like three or four breweries and be like we'd order flights of everything that they have on the menu and then all of a sudden i'm <laughs> like he's like remember how much you like that i'm like yeah, I guess, I think. And then taking, uh, going to all the like beer festivals and stuff and talking to people. So that's how we were able to like make a bunch of contacts and stuff and make sure that we get all the great lo- local people in and stuff. So that's that's cool. awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, when she, we, we, we started and we say, let's just go to, you know, one place, right? Just mm-hmm. buy, buy, you know, one of everything and we'll split it. And then it, it. the next week it ended up two. We we did three once, and we said, you know what, this this is dangerous. <laughs> We've got to have an Uber take us uh, yep. home, and just that's so you guys all. know, I'm available on Thursdays. So <laughs> <laughs> we can make this happen <laughs> if you need a market research team. <laughs> it's the best part of the job, it really. Is. And and we, but we did find, given the number of beer festivals that are going on around, it was also a great place to try and engage because. Many times, if you're going to the tap room, you may or may not meet the brewer or the owner. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but many times, they show up at the beer festivals. Right. And so, we just, you know, pound, pound the pavement, if you will. Yep. Uh, yep. Handing out business cards and asking anyone who had excess capacity or was looking to distribute that we'd love to be the one that mm-hmm. they, they choose. Right on. Yeah. And, and I'm sure having a location such as this was, was a pretty easy sell, I guess you could say, to have their beer highlighted here in such a... a High traffic. high traffic area it was but not always yeah definitely and then um another thing that we've been doing is actually helping out of town brewers that are a little bit more out of the city like get introdu- introduced to um local wholesalers and stuff mm-hmm. so okay. yeah. get, get into the market so yeah I mean, we're drinking them out and they're helping <laughs> us out and stuff and yeah we're drinking four points way. right now and that's that's a two-tunnel yeah. trip yeah, yeah. I, I know <laughs> Laurel Highlands, right? Yeah, Laurel Highlands. Yeah. I know. I think I saw Fury on your list, and I think I saw uh, Bloom maybe yep. on your That's list. Awesome. So, yeah, like yeah, helping those guys out is really great because they make a lot of great beer. Yeah, they do. But unfortunately, like you said, that's two tunnels and a turnpike. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> that's a forty-five minute drive. Right. Like, can't do all I'm that. Not going to brewery unless my wife comes with me. <laughs> how, <laughs> how spoiled are we? <laughs> <laughs> So part of turning over this business it, into something new is you also have to attract in new customers who weren't, like, people may remember it as Beerhead. What events or anything have you been doing to kind of draw people in to let people know, hey, things are new here and you have to come see this? Well, uh, is. As I took the business, uh, you know, I really wanted to focus on three areas, if you wanted to call it strategic pillars, right? 
One was to become a real craft beer destination. And we thought that starting with our portfolio and having the right level of beers uh, would really add credentials to the business. And of course, we'd go about using social media to advertise. Second was to focus on uh, the neighborhood around here because it's not very residential, but there are many businesses and a lot of hotels. And so we went about opening a kitchen because if you Thank were you. here in the past, you remember that this was a place you could bring pizza, you mm -hmm. could bring anything in. Right. But beyond a bag of potato chips, that was about all we could offer. Yep. And yep. Uh, two weeks ago, I'm proud to say that we did open uh, our kitchen. Yes. Uh, and then from a communication and letting people know, uh, we are now, uh, on, and on the sports side, we're working with the fan. So we're on radio and advertising okay. what we're all about on the fan. We work with DK Pittsburgh Sports. Uh, they come and do a weekly show here as well to communicate what we're all about. And in many ways, that's going after probably the mainstream sports fan who's also a beer drinker right some of them who are craft beer drinkers but others who want to get in right and so for example with dk sports they have a show called sports on tap where they're actually talking sports and talking about the pittsburgh craft beers that they're trying okay to to help you right know, on. drive interest and bring people down whether it's for during a sporting event or just to come down because they know we have 80 taps there's always at least 50, if not more, from Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. uh, we had a month already in July where we had, you know, through social media, all 80 for the entire month were devoted to Pittsburgh. Damn. That's we awesome. ran We ran 225 different Pittsburgh beers in July. That's Oof. beautiful. Off the taps. Right? <laughs> that is so, beautiful. Yeah. Um, and, we th and jokingly, we thought about doing that forever. Mm -hmm. And we kind of looked and everybody does a great job on IPAs and we thought well you know to have 80 taps and 60 <laughs> doing IPAs might right. be a bit much oh, so, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we decided well, well we'll you know we're certainly it's going to be craft from elsewhere and there's mm. a handful of imports that we bring in from time to time as well um, but and we pushed the envelope so uh, in fact, uh, we're now at, what, about 70 from Pennsylvania? Okay. And by the end of next week, we'll turn all 80 over to Pennsylvania. Beautiful. And then we'll communicate Pennsylvania as, you know, a, a one-month uh, promotion okay. for all of Right that. on. So, wow. you know, we're driving Facebook, we're driving Twitter, um, you know, as best that we can in order to, you know, appeal to the, to the masses, to mm -hmm. have them come down and recognize that in addition to going to all of the great breweries in Pittsburgh, there is a place they can come and sit, have one sitting, try many of them right. Right. without having to go. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. cool. I do see you guys on Twitter all the time with those cool beer facts and everything that you guys yes. put out there. Mm -hmm. There's some stuff I never knew before. I was like, oh, I'll <laughs> save this. <laughs> Not to mention coming on Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast. There you go. <laughs> We're very proud of that. <laughs> 70 to 80 taps, like specifically from Pennsylvania. That's yeah. insane. That's so many. Yeah. Well, and I have to hand it to this woman over here to my right and your left because uh, she scripts out everything um, and knows, you know, already what's coming on deck, uh, what's coming in the next weeks. 
That's super and, cool. Uh, How do you keep in like touch with like the uh, on the beer pulse of Pennsylvania to figure out what you want? Is it just trying everything? Is it? Are you monitoring? <laughs> oh yeah, no. she she tries everything. I can and tell you I'm that. A, I'm totally about that life. Yes. But is it also a lot of like social media, seeing like beer releases, like knowing that kind of stuff? Um, yeah. So I do follow all of the what's coming up on like what each brewery is releasing and stuff. And luckily, I have family on the other side of the state, so I'm always traveling. So I see what's coming out of the Philly area, Central PA area, and stuff. And of course, every time I'm out there, I'm like, oh, well, I'll take a 20 minute drive out. I got to get away from you guys, <laughs> kind of thing. Sorry if you're listening. Um, and then um, to go check out places, and then I find things I'm like, and then I get talking to them. I'm like, hey, you guys think, ever think about coming to Pittsburgh and this and that? And sometimes they're like, no. Um, but either way, I'm like looking out and know what I'm looking for. And right. Stuff. So trying to find like anything that I can and grab it up from around the state and especially like locally is cool but there is a lot of like central PA breweries and um, Philly breweries that we can like leave out and stuff so that's right. why I'm like come yeah. on like you gotta like <laughs> drop it a little bit we gotta like, everybody here. <laughs> but yeah it's a, a lot of trying and then like talking to people and meeting the right people and stuff and just like trying to come up with the coolest list possible that we can because i mean everybody can get i mean i love dogfish head don't get me wrong but uh, <laughs> everyone can get dogfish your little head. disclaimer <laughs> you can kind of like, get that everywhere yeah. Say, yeah the bigger guys and stuff yeah. like they they all produce like really great beers and stuff but like i think we should give it up to pennsylvania because we're one of the greats i think yeah coming that's out true. of the country and stuff like there, yeah, Pennsylvania beers. It's like California wines. Like yeah. you know, Ooh, we owe like to it. ourselves to That's like a give shirt. a pat That's on a the back. <laughs> I, I did notice on your uh, on your list you do have bottles and cans from Pennsylvania brewers around the area. Uh, specifically, I think Bo Abomination dropped, uh, jumped out at me. Mm -hmm. I enjoy some of them. My question is though: is can you take that out of here, or is that all on premise drinking? No, we're um, you can take anything out of here. Okay. So um, if you want to do at least four beers to go, it's forty percent off. So that's pretty oh, cool. Okay. And then we also we just got this fancy new Crowler Dixie machine. So it seems a can to go 32 ounces at also marked down 40% off. So you can take right anything on, on draft Ooh, to go as well. Okay. Ooh. So, <laughs> super, super awesome. Yeah. 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 So yeah. if you got your, if you need your hitchhiker fix along with something else, <laughs> you get both. I like it. Get them both at Mike's. <laughs> so I did want to step back just a little bit. Uh, Mike, uh, one of the big new things is the kitchen that just opened up a couple weeks ago. Uh, is there anything in particular that you guys are are focusing on uh is is it are you guys going in a pizza direction and a burger direction uh, a finger foods what uh what are, what are you guys driving at the the idea initially of the kitchen was to to build it for speed because okay. we're a, a, a bar that gets a rush 90 minutes before a baseball game mm -hmm. three hours before a football game uh or at lunch and so, and, and we wanted to be able to provide something that was, call it good and filling, but for us and our equity to continue to be a bar that had bar food and not turn into a restaurant right. that had beer, right? Right. And so what we have in essence is nothing fried. Okay. okay. And we limit our menu today to about five items that are what would be called shareable. So your classic uh, beer pretzels that come out hot with beer cheese. Uh, and we change the beer uh, every day. 
to okay. do something unique or something different just to experiment. Oh, so his beer cheese made here on made the premises. Made here awesome. on the premises, okay. right? right. Um, and then, you know, uh, our, our chef, she's got a thousand things that she loves to create. And we said we'll do them three or four at a time. And right so uh, we've been open two weeks. We change the menu probably every second or third day. We have three oh, or wow. four okay. lunchtime items. And we thought we're going to take a, the approach to food in the same way we do to beer. We're going to rotate. Mm-hmm. Nice. We're That's gonna awesome. Just, you know, we want it to be a bit of a treasure hunt for our guests who come in who mm-hmm. have from a lunchtime perspective, knowing that we want to keep it limited but fresh. Mm-hmm. We turn the food differently, and then those people, when they come in three or four days later, know that they're not looking at the same stale menu. Wow. I really like that approach. Different I dig that. <laughs> yeah, so it's awesome. kind of the, the food truck concept, if you will. We wanted to be kind of the food truck concept uh, yeah. with food, but to be able to rotate that type of right. uh, menu. A rotating right. kitchen with rotating taps. That oh, makes a lot of man. sense. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm not in charge of their t-shirts. If they want me to make t-shirts for them, I'll do it. But we have our own t-shirts. Um, so I just, one last question. Uh, you mentioned some of the events that are going on here, you know, with turning over certain taps and featuring all Pennsylvania and featuring the sports. Is there any other events people should know about, especially coming up? Beyond what we're doing now with Pennsylvania, you know, we we will continue to go with July, if not maybe a little bit longer, because the the Pittsburgh event of '80 was really well received. Um, we we have historically done here the 12 beers of Christmas. We've been uh, talking about essentially turning t- 24 days into an Advent calendar, if you Hell will. Yeah. <laughs> so open the door and find your beer, your special beer of the day, leading up to Christmas. All right. So we'll have a little bit of fun with that. Uh, Cass, anything else that you can think of for the spring or fall? I'm super excited because in February we're going to do um, a pretty large, like, 15-tap takeover of sours. Yes. So be like a bitter Valentine kind of thing. Oh, and bitter so, Valentine. Yeah, instead of doing, like, something sweet and chocolatey, you come down here and be sour and aggressive and drink your sour beers and hurt your face. <laughs> that sounds good. I'm, well, I'm you've got you've got I, Adam signed up. I, I don't think I've ever heard Valentine's Day and aggressive <laughs> put together like that before. Yeah. You don't know what you <laughs> you don't know the zip code, but uh, yeah. I would like to do a festivist party where we have like a pool and we all like air our grievances and like have right. some pizza strike where we, there's a bunch of like super crazy dark heavy beers on tap and stuff. Right like, on. All right. Yeah, sign and, us like, up. Air Please. some grievances. So sign holding. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking about doing and stuff, but yeah, we'll see. We still got to talk about things, but yeah, I'm super pumped about doing like heavy sours in the winter time because it's something that usually don't get it's always like stout 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 mm-hmm. so it'd yeah. be like a cool place to come down and be like find a bunch of weird sours i like, like it of all varieties <laughs> that's cool i'll keep following at mike's beer bar <laughs> you can be able to keep up on all that um mike you already mentioned how the food menu you want to be good and filling I think that also pretty much describes that four points Marzen that we had at the top oh, of yeah. the Oh, yeah. That was good. I, uh, I was a fan. I think everybody else was, too, because everybody's glass is empty. Yeah. <laughs> Super crushable, mm-hmm. tasty, but didn't lack any flavor at all. Yeah. I have yet to have a bad beer from four points, and even though I don't like lagers... That's still not a bad beer. Yeah, good I'm beer. I'm right with you on that, too. I'm not a lager fan myself, yeah. but, like, I can get down with that. It, it was one of the better ones this year, I think, mm-hmm. that came yeah. out, yeah. especially for, like, the locals and stuff. Um, them and the other one that I really enjoyed was, which 
we kicked like super quick was the Yellow Bridge, their Oktoberfest. Mm. So if you see that around, definitely drink it. It's awesome too. That's another one. That's another one that's two tunnels. Yeah, Yellow, yellow Bridge is <laughs> yeah. another so two tunnels. tunnels. Head out to Delmont. You're digging yourself to China at that point. I know. <laughs> I take know. a shuttle, take a carriage. <laughs> so what do you say we take a, a quick break, yep. uh, refill the glasses? Reset. Come back, segment two. Yeah, let's do that. All right. We'll be right back. First Sip Brew Box is a -a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials, including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brew Box have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPUSA when you sign up at firstsipbrewbox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at firstsipbrewbox.com. Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 100 and a bunch. We are here at Mike's Beer Bar down here on Federal Street. You got it True. again. I got it. <laughs> yeah, wow. I'm telling you, by the third segment, I'm going to be confident in that. <laughs> <laughs> and I apologize. We'll get there. But no, we are here live and on location at Mike's Beer Bar here on Federal Street. We've got another beer lined up. Uh, and now all the uh, all the glasses are completely full. Uh, due to the magic of editing, uh, they're full again. But uh, Cassie, we'll let you introduce this beer, your completely full beer. Now, completely full. <laughs> what are we I drinking? Um, so up next, we have the Eleventh Hour Bright Noise. It's a New England IPA, seven point four percent. It's uh, super tropical up front, which I like, but then it still has some really nice hops throughout it without getting drowned out by all the tropical juiciness. So it's a good IPA for everybody who likes any kind of IPA. Wow. I like that. All right. Okay. I hate getting drowned out. That's (laughs) That's terrible. That's a real sell. An IPA for anybody who likes IPA. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. So looking at it, it looks like juice. It does. It looks like pineapple juice. It really does. It's got, and, a, it's, uh, got, it's got a nice fluffy head, though. It uh, it kind of looks that way as well. Or looks that way. Smells that way as well. <laughs> smells like juice, too. Mm-hmm. This it, is a beer you can have for breakfast. Well, probably. You can, you can have any beer for breakfast. I've <laughs> been down that road before. <laughs> Don't be a baby. You can have any beer you want. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. Shower beers are a thing. You're a grown-ass adult. You got bills. <laughs> you can make those decisions. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of tropical flavor on the nose, and then when you drink it, a lot of tropical flavor there too mm-hmm. and it uh, it has no uh no ipa residue to it whatsoever no, no it fi- no it finishes like juice yeah mm-hmm. you have yeah. to love this adam <laughs> so about that <laughs> <laughs> but there's no ibus love is a, i'm picking up maybe on the adam scale there say, is. yeah love is a strong word <laughs> uh, i don't hate it Oh, well, I don't good. hate it. Uh, I, I appreciate what they're going for here. Uh, it is better than the West Coast IPAs. That's true. I think it finishes more um, dry, not bitter. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's more approachable for people that are getting into IPAs and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. Right. That's yeah. true. And what you have to understand about Adam, he's literally a 95-year-old man that collects baseballs in his yard because no one's allowed to go in it to get their baseballs. So... <laughs> <laughs> I feel stung. I think, I think the beer's great. She fart, she fart noised you on your own show. I know. I did not see that coming. That. She got you. I, I have no response. Mike has to deal with me every day. So. 
for everyone out there, Steve does not use sound effects. <laughs> no. I do that sometimes, but no, that was an that was that was that was natural. <laughs> uh, yeah, but back to the beer. It's tropical up front, a little bit of bitterness in the middle, and then yeah. on the back end, it's Very just it's pretty juicy. It's, it's, Crushable. It's, it, it's drinkable for Dennis and Cassie and I, and Adam seems okay with it. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Uh, right what you need. I, I think so if I chase it with a Werther's original. Them yeah. For a Steelers game oh, or a Pirates yeah. game. Or work. Yeah. You crush a few for work. Mike, what are your thoughts on the beer? Well, I'm an everyday IPA drinker, and this is good enough uh, IPA for an IPA drinker. So good. Uh, I'm taking it for... <laughs> So four out of five doctors agree. But. Yes. <laughs> right on. Well, we're going to keep moving on. And uh, this time we're going to learn a little bit more about Cassie. She's obviously been kind of the engine for this place yes. for the past six years, way before Mike even showed up. The, on the straw scene. that stirs the drink. Yeah. I don't know if they do that here. <laughs> I'm sure if it's you not, ask nicely. It's not a cocktail bar. It's <laughs> a craft beer bar. <laughs> no, we like to save the turtles. Uh-huh. So no straws. No. Oh. But Spoonwood, <laughs> but Spoonwood beers. <laughs> What? But Spoonwood beers, because they save turtles. It's true. They do. They do turtle yeah. rescue uh-huh. collaborations yep. every year. Gotta save the turtles. <laughs> no straws, and we cut up our six-pack things. Yep. Nice. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you've been working here for a little bit, and uh, what kind of brought you into the craft beer world? Well, I actually went to school for archaeology at Duquesne, and, um, well, I study history, but I was with an archaeology team with PennDOT for a while, then worked at the Heinz History Museum and different museums throughout the city and Pittsburgh Historic Landmark Foundation, like giving walking tours throughout the city. And it's great. And that's I'm very, very passionate about that. But then I got involved somehow with a spa downtown and I'm not really a spa girl. And then I heard this was open. I'm like, beer. <laughs> Beer's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I came down and I applied right away. And at that point, like, this was just like a big open space. So, and I got talking to the owners and everybody here. And I'm like, yeah, this is a vibe that I can totally dig. And I got into it. And then I just like kept rolling with it since then. <laughs> That's fantastic. But I was always like that underage or sneaking into the bar, like, order me a Chimay Red and stuff. And my <laughs> friends were like, I don't even know what that is. I'm like, I want it. <laughs> so, um, as bad as that sounds, but that that's kind of how I got in. I've always been a big beer fan and a big beer snob. All my friends were like drinking Pennsylvania style. They came in a flat for six dollars. It wasn't even like in a case or anything. And they were carrying it out by like, oh, we got this for tonight. And I'm like, Ew. I'd rather not drink than have that. So that's like thirty percent of my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> I think we got her because you mentioned that you have family in Philadelphia, right? Or um, family everywhere. Okay, but like you've been into the Philadelphia area, yes. and, and when we I did- watch, um, I'm a big fish fan, and they always play at the Man Theater out there. Oh so. yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. So, but yes. yeah, we we've heard from uh, Ryan, who is works with Sly Fox, and he tells he mm-hmm. was telling us about how big the craft beer community and especially like Belgians yes. yeah. are out in the Philadelphia area so Pittsburgh's yeah. very different though um, our Belgian scene used to be really big I would say like four years ago but over the past four or five years it's right. definitely declined mm-hmm. because when I first started here we were like selling the craft load out of Belgian beers and now it's like we're gonna take it down to one cooler instead of having like we used to have four and now we're we went to three, and now we're down to two, and then I'm going to take it to one because Pennsylvania is where it's at. Like, mm-hmm. we're making it right. So even, <laughs> yeah. like, our Belgian-style beers are, like, yeah. trumping what they're doing and stuff. So 
Yeah, hyper local can't be beat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so since uh, you you've uh, you've been here, you've been exposed to the craft beer evolution and revolution, I guess you could say, here in Pittsburgh. Uh, is there is something that has changed your your taste in beers during that time? Yeah, so I used to also hate IPAs a lot when I first started, and I was always really into like lagers and sours and Belgian beers. Mm -hmm. But then one day I got like this super horrible cold, and I could not get it to go away for like three weeks. And then I tasted um, Green Flash Palette Record, the old version. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and then, like, yep. and then I could breathe like instantly. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is amazing. And then ever <laughs> since then, I, like I developed a taste for hops. So wow. it's crazy that like. Huh. One little thing can just completely change your palate instantly overnight and stuff. And I taste that. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can breathe. This is amazing. I couldn't get enough. I'm like, more IBUs, more IBUs. Usually people solve that with, like, hot sauce. But, you know, I guess. Yeah. Well, it works. Guess, well, next time you're, you have a cold or something. Dude, there was a recent study at a university in Japan where they actually use, like, hop oils and different, um, like, triple IPAs to remedy the common cold. Hmm. And they found evidence that it's a thing. It actually huh. does help. It works. It like went away. like my cold was gone. I was completely clear within like twenty minutes of drinking just a sample of this beer. I'm like, wow, I love IPAs now. <laughs> the side effect was yeah. her tongue fell out of her mouth. Her <laughs> <laughs> palate record is no joke. Yeah, no, it's so good though. Every that and the hop juju when it comes out, I'm always oh, like, hey, money. Yeah. <laughs> I just got a crowler, a hop juju, not too long ago nice. at JR's Beer Warehouse. You <laughs> can get crowlers here at Mike's Beer Warehouse. They got hops. <laughs> you yes. obviously know your beer. You know, with this area right next to the stadium, you're going to get a lot of non-Pennsylvania residents, and you're also going to get a lot, a lot of non-craft beer drinkers. How do you lead somebody into what they should be drinking? So my first question is usually, what do you normally drink? What do you like to drink? So even if it's they're not beer drinkers, it's like, okay, you like a vodka cranberry? I can find something. Sure, try out like a framboise or something. So Ooh. you give me like any kind of flavor profile and any good bartender in which our staff is all trained to do as they go through like a pretty vigorous course before we start. And um, so we basically pick any flavor profile and then we go through that to like find the matches of what they like. So, oh, you're a bourbon drinker, then we're gonna try this bourbon beer. Or, you know, you like Miller Lite, then we're gonna start you on a Pilsner, or Lager, or Kolsch, something like light and crisp and easy to drink. And then you just like whittle them to, well, what do you like or don't like about the sample that I gave you? Okay, well then we'll go from there. And then you can like, okay, we'll take away this, add this in, and then boom. <laughs> wow. And then all of a sudden within two or three samples, you should, well, you should be able to get on the first try. Most people <laughs> usually do, but by like the third time, if you, the people are pretty like, all right, I got you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I can do this. <laughs> Has there been anybody who was like really super picky that you just couldn't solve it and you just like gave up and gave them a cider or something? Um... <laughs> No, mostly it's the people that are like, we want Jaeger bombs and Bush Light. I'm like, Oof, well, we don't have that. <laughs> I'm like, you're in the wrong bar, bro. That tastes like unemployment. <laughs> I'm like, well, how about this, this, or this? And they're like, nope, we only drink Bush Light and Jaeger bombs. So I'm like, then I'm like, well, you know, well, that's, then you're in the wrong place. Next door, that's yeah. Yeah. Don't try this beer. It tastes right. like camo and jean no, shorts. They're like, yeah, I don't want to taste anything. <laughs> so. 
on, on the other side of that coin, have you experienced uh, somebody coming in here that has no idea what they want? They know literally nothing about craft beer, uh, but through you know return visits and things like that, they've been able to turn into a, a bit of a, a beer aficionado as well? Yeah, totally. All the time. Um, and staff included. So sometimes we hire people that have no idea about beer. Um, one of my best friends works here, and she's a celiac, so she can't even drink beer. Right. And okay. like is crushing it with beer sales. Usually, she's one of our best employees. Nice. With like being able to talk about things. So as long as you know how to direct people to where to go or what to like, like just like pick up on their basic flavor profiles that mm -hmm. they're into, and then it's super right. easy to recommend anything to them. Like literally any flavor beer is so like <laughs> widespread nowadays it's not like you're drinking yellow fizzy things all the time right which there's nothing wrong with yellow fizzy there's, there's a time and place for them but um you know you can literally mention any flavor nowadays and there's right. a beer for you especially yeah. with you guys having 80 taps mm -hmm. you always have something unless someone's just being I'm sorry, a douche. Yeah. <laughs> Bush light and Jaeger yeah. bombs. That's, that's it. it. <laughs> yes, that is a douche. <laughs> that's a douche. <laughs> but but those what what I, I see a lot are those that really are Miller light drinkers, Coors light drinkers. They come in and the first thing they think of is that every beer is a bitter IPA. Right. Mm -hmm. And the minute you put them into a Kolsch or a Pilsner. The, the, it's like something's opened up for them, right? The light bulb oh. goes on, right? And they say, "Oh, this, okay, I can, I can drink this." And mm -hmm. and all of a sudden, they yep. become transformed. And we've had guests, you know, that are regular guests who've started that way, and have ultimately worked their way into IPAs yep. and to other styles. Mm -hmm. And the funniest part is sometimes on baseball games when we're super busy, people will order like a Miller Lite and I'll just give them a Mama's Yellow Pills from Oscar Blues. Yeah. And they'll be like, this Miller Lite tastes really good today. I'm like, oh, that's really weird. I'm glad you're it. That is like some military psyops. Yeah. Stuff. It works though. And then they're always like, that, this is amazing today. I'm like, glad you're enjoying that. That's, that's a, beer a ball beer propaganda. Ball. I love it. I support it. <laughs> That's, that's the old uh, Pepsi challenge, yep. <laughs> but with the old ye <laughs> yellow pills. <laughs> so that's super cool. Yeah. So uh, I mean, that never happened. I <laughs> <laughs> she was just kidding. No, but a lot of that I blame on bad friends. Yeah. What I mean by that is a lot of people when you know they they're recommending certain beers for people. They're recommending their favorite beers, mm -hmm. not what that person might like. Right. It's like walking in the Best Buy. You see 75 televisions? I'm going to go with that LG or that Sony that I've always bought for the last 10 years. It's the same thing when you walk in somewhere and you have 50 different options without making it a personalized journey for them. They're just going to hate it. Yeah. And it sounds like you guys uh, do it very well. Not the hating it part, but the, making, them, <laughs> making like, it a personal finding journey. Finding out right. those unknown needs, like this is what I like, and them finding that next beer that sets them up on that journey, that gateway into craft beer. So, yeah. Thank and you. that's a big thing, too, speaking of the journey and stuff, because. I did grow up always drinking like Yingling and stuff as like my go-to beer when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And then I discovered Flying Dog, oh, um, yeah. Old Scratch, the beer that you, the, the analogger that they used to make. Yeah. And then I was like, hey, this is like way better and stuff. <laughs> and then, like I started trying everything else from there and I was like, so that was like my gateway thing, like Yingling going in because 
yeah so that's how I kind of like transitioned for through Vienna loggers and then I discovered everything else from there so yeah that's cool it, it, I, it's definitely a journey <laughs> and we all have that journey like yep. lion kugel was like mine yeah that, that berry wise house like this tastes like fruity pebbles <laughs> <laughs> that was like cereal beer before cereal beer yep. was cool yeah, yeah. Every, everybody had their gateway for me it was rail bender oh but yeah. Erie Brewing that's yeah. Yeah. from Erie Brewing yeah that's I one of my favorite of that that was, yep. that's the jam yeah. right yeah. there well, yeah. we're doing this, Steve. Yeah, you got to get in on, on this. I mean, we've here. done this number of times before, but uh, mine was Sam Adams Cherry Wheat. Mm-hmm. That's cherry solid. Wheat? Yeah. yeah. Wow. A, All yeah. right. <laughs> just, no, it, that's a good... Not, it was the first porch drinker. It was, yeah. a for, it was the first thing I had that didn't taste like Yingling or just, you know, a Pilsner. Yeah, yeah. okay. So I was like, oh, things can taste like other things. <laughs> <laughs> that was the moment of enlightenment. Yeah. Like Beer can things. do things. Yeah, it, it's, it's, not, it's not why I really drink anymore. You know, mm-hmm. mostly I drink just bourbon barrel stouts. And <laughs> <laughs> Steve's just emptying sugary, ni- sugary <laughs> nightmares. <laughs> but What about you, Mike? What, what was one of your first craft beers or first beers that, like, entered you into the craft beer journey. It was also Sam Adams' uh, product, actually. Yeah. yeah. No. Uh, no, I so. didn't judge you, Steve. Don't look at me. <laughs> and, and, so to, and to be honest, I mean, I was the kid who was uh, envied by everyone in high school. My father owned a beer distributorship. Oh, yeah. And I didn't like beer. And frankly, the only time I would ever have a beer was, oh, there's a, he's got Heineken and, you know, a case broken so I can get a bottle and I can you know, try that because it's better, know. right? Uh, and, and so I ended up drinking other things in high school and college um, until, you know, afterwards. And then, you know, Sam Adams became available and I, I tried that and then my light bulb went mm-hmm. on and I got very quickly into then home brewing and doing some other things and then expanding you know my palate, so yeah. oh. uh, so, so you got I, it. You got into home brewing. I did. Yeah, so I, well. I didn't do it very well, but I got into it. Right. <laughs> so, <that's, laughs> but you did it well enough to drink your own beer, <laughs> and that's why I started then buying it again. But otherwise, <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you have any like? Was there anything that you tried when you were a home brewer that uh, anything really out there or? Uh, to, to try to make yeah yeah no I was pretty mainstream when I when I was doing it um, never patient enough yeah mm-hmm. uh, as it was happening like every homebrew <laughs> and, you know this was back in the mid 1980s right yeah, uh, yeah. when mm-hmm. I was doing it what I found out for myself was I enjoyed the process of doing it I didn't enjoy the process of waiting okay and ultimately I felt at that point it, it started to get me to expand into different styles at retail because I started to then find that I could really enjoy other things that I didn't have to make and I could and I had immediate gratification because I could just go do it right now I was about two years into it and my professional career took me to Russia now this was right after the Soviet Union collapsed so I took my equipment over there but frankly there was nothing there to buy right (laughs) so essentially you know I ended up with a closet full of equipment and nothing to do and even the Russian beer at that time wasn't very good uh, so um, so ultimately then it just kind of left me yeah. at that point mm, yeah. what about you Cassie do you have any experience homebrewing 
No, I'm a gardener. Okay. <laughs> well, you can you can <laughs> grow your own. <laughs> to put it that way, I grow my own hops. See, there you <laughs> go. All right, you can grow your own ingredients. So, yes. You've got us, uh, B. Yeah, and other things. So, thing. yeah. <laughs> other things that will be like legal. Tomatoes <laughs> and cucumbers are good. <laughs> Any peppers? Peppers. So peppers. I got 14 different varieties of peppers. Any I got ghost you. Peppers? Yeah, I got ghost yeah. peppers, scorpion peppers. Nice. Wait, wait, wait. So you grew I, these this year? Yeah. Yeah, we're I make my own tomato numbers. sauce. <laughs> <laughs> <Some old peppers. laughs> Salsas and yeah. Hell yeah. So yeah. I'm seeing yeah. a Kelsey <laughs> and Hot Nation USA beer collab. Like use her peppers. Or we are, we've already done hot peppers. Yeah. We're already in on that. Well, All right, well, so you don't have any homebrewing experience. Do you have any possible mixology experience or something creating things behind the bar? Like, I'm looking maybe secret menu items that you might not find. Every couple bars, they have, like, black and tans, black and blues. You can get a snake bite with some Guinness and uh, mm-hmm. layered on top of a cider. Do you have anything like that here? So, any, any fun things that you've been trying like that way? Yeah, um, we have a couple. Um, they're not on our menu anymore because they were kind of like slow movers, but we did a 2D Fruity, which actually tasted like Fruity Pebbles, like exactly. And that was full pint white lightning, Lindemann's Frambois, and Fathead's Bumbleberry all mixed together. Ooh, and then you got fuck. a lemon. <laughs> yeah. all right. like super bomb. <laughs> And See, then, listeners, this is why I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> Steve got so excited. <laughs> sounds and good as hell. I, I love all three of those. <laughs> um, we called it a black velvet, so I would use Threadbare Cider and then with a Guinness float. So that was pretty good. Um, another one of my favorites that we do is like the chocolate blueberry, chocolate raspberry. We did a chocolate orange, a chocolate bit banana so lancaster double chocolate with wells banana bread that was fire too Ooh. yeah real good <laughs> you guys are doing it up yeah <laughs> but see there's so, that's all secret menu items no, this is like harry <laughs> potter <laughs> man i'm looking at chamber of secrets right now <laughs> but i think out of like our mixed things that i like to do one of my favorites is called the bloody monk and it's saint bernardus abt 12 it's a belgian quad yeah. and then we yeah. uh, do a little bit like a framboise splash in that and so that works so well because belgian quads are brewed with all that dark like fruits and cherries and mm-hmm. dates and stuff so the framboise like extracts all that flavor and so it's like an explosion in your mouth so that one's like super super awesome yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. all right yeah. well nice. this became a speakeasy of yeah <laughs> <laughs> Investigative yeah. journalism. Yeah. <laughs> this is good. Damn, that sounds really good. I know. You I got, got a birthday coming up. Yeah, I got shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> I got shit to do tomorrow. <laughs> but the birthday but after up. that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I'll get the inside scoop. When you leave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's bring it back to this 11th hour bright noise. I enjoyed it very much. Uh, same same thing as last time where all the glasses are empty. Yeah. That says it all right there. Yeah, a bunch of empty glasses. And I didn't knock them over. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> empty, empty naturally. Yes. <laughs> uh, no karate chopping here. <laughs> Dennis, what did you think of the 11th I hour? I thought it was too crushable, right? Like, Ooh. that beer was too dangerous. Yeah, it was, like, seven, it was like 7.4%. So you, that was 74 Yeah. That explains a lot. Well, I'm just saying. Cassie, Kelsey, Chelsea <laughs> dilemma. <laughs> I now realize the error of my ways. <laughs> no, but I feel like I can sit down and crush a whole growler, and it, it just tasted too much like juice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's 
so easy to drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if you are trying to get somebody into the IPA realm, mm. that's a good place to start. And then you can kind of start stepping them further and further into the dark side. At least into the hazy realm. Yes. You yes. may, you may never, you may never, record. Yeah. You may yeah. never cross them into the West Coast, but right. Yeah, Mike. Oh, terrific. I took home a crowler the other night and uh, crushed went, it. Yeah, very quick. Very <laughs> quick. It went down easy. It was terrific. Cassie, final thought? It's delicious. That's why I picked it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, she did a good job as a beer yes. tender. She picked a good beer. Check and check. <laughs> With that, we'll uh, take a little break, come back segment three, and we'll have a little fun. This is Murderous Minors, Killer Kids, bringing you the frightening and truly insane tales of children with the thirst to kill. Kindergarten through 12th grade murderers. True stories thoroughly researched. Join us weekly for new tales of parents' worst nightmares on Murderous Minors, Killer Kids. Welcome back, Hop Nation. That is segment three. That means it is time for our third beer here at Mike's Beer Bar down here on Federal Street with confidence. Got it. Got it. Nailed it. And what's the beer tender's name, Dennis? Cassie. With confidence. (laughs) With confidence. I I wrote myself a little note card. (laughs) So the third beer, Cassie, what are we drinking with confidence? North Country Ugg Life. So this is a hats off to all those basic girls out there um, who like pumpkin spice lattes. It's a pumpkin spice latte stout. <laughs> so, oh yeah. yeah. Super <laughs> yummy and delicious. You're going to get a little bit of pumpkin, a lot of bit of coffee, a little bit of creaminess, and a lot of bit of bitterness. So it's like pretty well balanced for being called Ugg Life. I like all of those things, except for the Uggs, although I've heard those are actually really comfortable. They're very comfortable and warm. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I can't really, I can't really hate. Yeah. Do they make Uggs for dudes, or they yeah. sure do make Uggs for dudes? Yeah, Tom Brady yeah. wears them all the time. <laughs> you knew that so quickly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> These are things I don't know, and probably I don't know that Tom Brady wears them either. Like size though, they probably make them like little dude oh, size. Oh no, no, no! They have they size got, 15 oh. quadruple E. Yes, they do. Oh, okay. They do. They got Uggs for you. <laughs> so drink up your pumpkin beer. <laughs> they right. just cost five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Expensive. We like wrap some spruce around our it's feet a, before we wear yeah. those. That's I'm why a, no one takes them off and they wear their sweatpants around because it's so I'm a, I'm a newspaper and duct tape kind of guy for my boots. Waterproof. For and you guys, absorbent. For you guys, the Ugg boots would just be hollowed out polar bears. Yeah, or canoes. And that's how you survive Alaska. <laughs> Back to the beer. Looking at the beer, though, it looks like a stout. It does. No point in talking that much about it. Right. Smelling it, though, you actually get some of that pumpkin spice latte. Yeah, got a little bit of that pop. You mean a lot. (laughs) (laughs) My my nose is all screwed up. I've been sick. Ah, That's true. true. I've been sick. Six Steve. Six Steve. (laughs) Bottom line, smells good. Looks good. Yeah. Let's go three for three. Huh. How about that? There's a lot of coffee in that. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot going on with this beer. Yeah, and I mean that in a good way. Yeah, no, it's definitely all good. It's just like there's there's a lot more coffee than I expected, but I like a lot of coffee, so that's good. Mm-hmm. So no, I'm, I'm digging on this one. Yeah, oh. it tastes um, kind of reminds me of so there's the little Debbie cake, 
heard of them. That there's the, uh, it's the little pumpkin smile. Yeah. Um, pumpkin delights. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, it, ta- it tastes like pumpkin delights in a you cup know of coffee. Your snacks. <laughs> you know, jeez. We, we need to turn this into a Jeopardy show. <laughs> Don't mess up your snacks around. Cassie. I told you I was a gardener. <laughs> yeah, that, that, but that's exactly what it tastes like to me. It tastes like pumpkin delights and a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. What's a good morning. Uh, ABV on this guy? A bunch. A bu- no, there. No, please. Oh, no. I'm gonna bet eight. Yeah. Eight. Nope. No. Nope. Really? Nope. Seven three. Uh, seven. Oh, oh no, probably, okay. Okay. Good. All right. Tasting yeah. the mistakes that I'm making. <laughs> that's a that's a Tuesday lunch oh. beer. <laughs> breakfast beer. That's pretty shower legit. beer. That's right. Oh, that's definitely yeah. a breakfast beer. Ooh. That's an eye opener. I've had a shower stout before. If yeah. I was a shower, with how would you stout? not had a shower stout that's before? A shower stout. It would be this ugly. Because <laughs> I'm having a stout, I want to be on my couch with my feet up. You I know never you took one into the shower. Oh, before. you should. Well, yeah, yeah. you should yeah. get with it. Huh. Yeah. Oh, well, get with the time. I mean, never more of a degenerate. <laughs> yeah. Your 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 shower yeah. temperature should be exactly what you're serving your beer at. So have them both meet around sixty or fifty. That's so mean. <laughs> <laughs> that science, I loved everything about it. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> yeah. Adam's on the jazz. That's very cold. <laughs> it's a very cold shower. <laughs> Damn, all right. Yeah. I'm going to have to grab some of this and take a shower with it when I get home. I'd appreciate it, and so would my wife. So. Yes, your wife would appreciate you taking a shower. Hey, man, I live a very busy lifestyle, right? Well, with that busy lifestyle, we're also coming into the holiday season. I know True. you're very busy at First Sip Brew Box with Super the holidays. Busy. Yes. But uh, with the holidays, that means there's a lot of things that got to go into Halloween. And we're drinking a very appropriate beer for Halloween. But I wanted to visit a segment that we've done in the past. It's called the Pear Down. Yes. And that's where we don't necessarily pair beer with food, but we pair beer with activities and events and other things. And being that we're Halloween time, we're going to find out what Mike and Cassie would pair with Halloween events. Can we can we join in too? I guess Dennis you, and I. If you and Dennis have answers, you feel free to throw them out. Oh, we got answers. That oh, doesn't mean they're going to be good ones. We're always, All right. <laughs> we're we're on the spot, people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have nothing right now, but when you ask me what I have, I'll have some stuff. Oh yeah. So I'll come to you third, Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Steve. <laughs> I give you two people to think about it, and then <laughs> on the spot. <laughs> you know me so well. <laughs> The first thing I wanted to do, though, is like, it, I know pumpkin carving, that's pretty popular. Heard of it. Everybody's got to get ready to decorate. So what beer would you prefer to enjoy while you're carving pumpkins? Um, so if I'm going to do a pumpkin beer right now, I really like the Pizza Boy Legendary because it's a pumpkin beer, uh, pumpkin beer brewed with lactose. And I'm usually not a fan of lactose and beers whatsoever, but... This one's actually pretty solid and stuff, so I like that a lot. Um, but if not, I would probably go with New Holland Dragon Milk mm. and a shot of Bullet Bourbon. Ooh, so. ooh! Have you had the new? Uh, have you had the Dragon's Milk Maple? Yes. Oh, I 
every variety. They're all my favorite. Every time they come out with a new one, I think out of my out of all of the the triple mash was my favorite that they did like I think two or three years back. Mm-hmm. But yeah, any variety of dragon's milk is always bomb. So I'll take I'll take them anytime, anyway, anytime. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking the maple with a shot of bullet would be yeah, oof. especially with the pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, the pumpkin you're carving, the pumpkin you're carving will come out some way. <laughs> Maybe but not complete, but I'm actually allergic to raw pumpkin, so I can only like doodle on them, and then someone else has to carve them for me. And you have to outsource it. Yeah. It. Yep. I'm like that with that and raw potato. It's like the weirdest allergy ever, but like I'll turn bright red and start being very. Huh. It's a very strange huh. thing. <laughs> but I do love pumpkins. They're great. But when I come back from the pumpkin patch, every time I'm like, I can't feel anything. <laughs> <laughs> I need a shot of steroids. Yeah, pretty much. Help. But yeah, lots of dark, strong stouts and bourbon. Right on. Ooh, for sure. Damn. Mike, what do you what do you drink and decorate your pumpkins? I can't touch what Cassie just said. I, mean, <laughs> I was I was going the other way. Say so you you talked about uh, or you didn't talk about, but uh, thinking about uh, Halloween and, and horror stories. So I thought, well. You know, if I were watching a, a horror movie while I was carving my pumpkin, the one thing that, uh, you know, I'm not big on them, but I like the movie The Purge. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. okay. And I thought, well, this is, you know, in that theme, I go to the back of the cooler at the house and I take out <laughs> all the beers the and I purge <laughs> all those things that have been kind of sitting there and I haven't been uh, focusing on drinking. So um, we've all got we've yeah, all got fridges like got, that. That's a, yeah. that's a good answer. <laughs> that is a really good answer. Yeah, that's definitely on the board. That, right. that sounds like October thirtieth. Mike throws up a siren and it's time for the purge. <laughs> that's, that's it, right? November is a clean month, right? And uh, it's time to start loading up again. That's why, yeah, you get, start getting ready for your bad elves and your, yeah, <laughs> all your yeah. Christmas beers. Yes. Damn. Time for the purge. <laughs> I like Mike's new tradition. He might have just given us one. <laughs> Say, we need to make that event down here. We can help out with yeah. that. <laughs> that's a thing. We can do it. All right, Dennis. Number three. All right. So <laughs> trust what? me, you've got your work cut out for you. <laughs> Dude, I don't know how to come up like with a way to beat this. Um, so the wife, she's the artist of the bunch of between the two of us. So traditionally, she would draw on all the pumpkins, and uh, with my military experience, I would throw a knife into the pumpkin from about ten feet away. Hopefully, it hits where it needs to hit. And then we'll start carving it like out. The pumpkin. And the uh, <laughs> true story. beer that we... Oh, it is a true story. People... <laughs> I, but, so flashback to when I used to manage a Best Buy, I used to do the perimeter walk at night. I carried a knife in my hip. And I'd be like, there's no terrorists around here. I'll throw a knife <laughs> 20 feet away. It will smash into a refrigerator box. Given, damage things. But given we your sell them as open items. I don't work from anymore. But so given your okay. accuracy with names, do you think throwing a knife in the general direction of somebody that may or may not be right oh, is the, sure, the right thing Oh, for sure, because one's do? muscle memory, this one's, one's no Tom. memory. <laughs> Dennis, so, I just wanted to know what beer you wanted to drink. <laughs> I'm sorry, Steve. I wanted to give you a whole story, let you know a little bit about Dennis behind the scenes. <laughs> I'm insane. Um, but the beer I would love to drink is what we just talked about is the Abjuration Vanilla uh, Milk Stout. The, the, vanilla the milkshake cookie? cookie? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. It was so good, it so tasty. I'll get to it. I'll yeah. get to it. Agreed. So I'm going to go real short. Uh, Spoonwood's Cold Drip City. 
Okay. Nice, Ooh. quick, easy. Tasty. It's tasty. Uh, I think that's a good beer for a cool day that you would be uh, carving pumpkins a on. Crisp a day. crisp day. Yes. That's a, that's a transition beer. It is. Yeah. It is. It's it, when it's not quite stout weather, mm-hmm. but uh, you want something with a little bit of, you know, I don't want to say heft to it because it's not a heavy beer. Right. No. It's, but it's a good transition beer. Good so I'm going to keep it nice and simple. Cold Drip City. Right on. The next event, Haunted Houses. Anybody enjoy those? Nope. I'm going on Friday. Okay. Yeah, well, I don't because black people die in every movie. So I'm not the biggest fan of haunted houses because it's kind of like, were you surprised that you died here? You feel like you're tempting fate? I'm tempting fate. Okay. I understand. I understand. Well, with that in mind, say that you went through a haunted house and that you survived it. You obviously want a beer for the come down. So what would your come down beer be? Ooh. Huh. Huh. Trucking a dry mead. Okay. Because I feel like I conquered something, so I feel like I should be a Viking at the end and like oh, really feel good about that's, myself. Yeah, that's must, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good ass answer. That tracks. Good answer. That tracks. That's why she's a good beer tender. I know, right? <laughs> Mike, do you have an answer? I don't. Do you, do you enjoy just, the haunted houses? I'm or? still purging. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Purge two. Right. This time it's personal. Part two. <laughs> it's personal. That that more sounds like Mike's going into the haunted house <laughs> with the, with the killer hockey mask. <laughs> Just beers in his hands. I gotta finish these. <laughs> Dennis thoughts. I will definitely do a brown ale, a very malt forward brown ale, mm-hmm. because uh, I get scared easily and my sugar is more than likely dropped. <laughs> so. I'm going to need that very malt for brown ale to spike me back up to get me home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just to bring you back to normal and settle everything. <laughs> settle out. <laughs> so for me, I'm going to drink that uh, all-day IPA from 2016 that was in the back of Mike's fridge that he was handing out at the haunted house so he could get it out of the way. Whoever drank it quickly got purged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, personally, I would just probably take any stout that's above 10%. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, you could use that for any answer for any time. I know, but I'm using it again for this as okay. well. <laughs> if, I'm bringing my, if I'm trying to bring myself back to normal levels, normal levels is ripped up on stouts. There you go. So, I yeah. feel like Steve showed up ripped up on stouts though, to a haunted house. Yeah. Uh, I've showed up to haunted houses on a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> including a moped. Yeah. <laughs> I do not want to picture Steve on a moped. Oh, I do. That moped is working real hard. Yeah, that's not fair to it. I don't do that to Italian engineering. <laughs> All right, well, the final category I wanted to ask about is uh, trick-or-treating. Whether you're out doing it or you're at home passing out candy, what's your go-to beer to kind of just keep you in the, I don't know, maybe keep you in the zone or keep you jolly? For the holidays. So I love beer, and I am a candy passer outer because I live in Carrick, and there's oh, I have Carrick. five I, I have five, <laughs> five stairs, and then there's like these grown women that are so drunk they can't get up the five stairs. They're like trick or treat. I'm like, you got to come up and get it, girl. <laughs> gotta earn it. <laughs> like, we don't throw candy around here. <laughs> um, but as much as I love beer on trick or treat night, I always do apple cider bourbons. Nice. Yeah. Mike, what are, what are you doing? Kids in the neighborhood love me. I'm still purging. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Mike. Mike's beer bar, y'all. <laughs> Where purging is acceptable. <laughs> 
And that's when the whole neighborhood gets the purge. All the, da- the dads and the moms come over. Yeah. Well, at that point, the moms are purging the dads and just getting rid of them. So with me, it would honestly be Allegheny City's First Street Stout. It's Ooh. a 9.5 that's very chewy and fudgy and drinks like it's a 5%er. It will get you through all those obnoxious kids. I'm just saying, if you have to have your kid like wearing one of those backpacks with a leash, it's, it's, it's yeah. comedy for all of us. <laughs> Everybody wins. <laughs> Adam, what are you drinking as you hand out candy? For me, I think, because I, admittedly, I am... Uh, I am a, a I'll, I'll say it, I'm addicted to the uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I got to have something that complements that. So uh, the good people of... Did you do the one for me, one for you at the door? Oh, no, they're not getting any. Oh, it's all for me. <laughs> it's all for me. It'll be the uh, the sweet baby Jesus. And what's going to happen is the first kid that shows up, he's getting all the candy in the bowl. I'm shutting off the lights. And I don't want to deal with them anymore. Ooh, have you Jesus. had uh, the Spring House Big Gruesome? Yeah. Oh, I've not had that one. You well, should. You should. If okay. you like Sweet Baby Jesus, Spring House Big Gruesome will blow yeah. your mind. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm in. That, And I'm not like a Hefeweizen drinker, mm-hmm. but the Rusty Rail Fool's Gold is Yes. Like a, oh, that is fantastic. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> so funny story about that. When it first came out, I surprised yeah. my wife with two cases of it. And at the same time, she surprised me with two cases of it. No way. So it's safe to say, we still have a solid case sitting at the house. We nice. <laughs> can't drink that much. It's so good, though. <laughs> nice. But Tasty. at 8%, it goes down like, boom. And everyone's like, peanut butter, half of eyes. And I'm like, just try. Yeah. But, um, Get it, girl. Yeah, the big gruesome, though, it's an 8% peanut butter stout. I'm in. It, it, Y'all like, need to try I'll give that you a you can before you go. You got to try so, it. It's so good. All right. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think those are some pretty good pairings. Mm-hmm. Things that things to consider. I'm personally a big fan of the Dragon's Milk Maple and a shot of yeah. bourbon. Okay. Hey. Yeah. Especially <laughs> Bullet. I love Bullet. So. <laughs> you are a Bullet fan. Yes. So My good, man. man. So For good. the price point, Matt, you can't go wrong with Bullet. No, no. Not for the price point, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, it does its, it's job. Yeah. Yeah. If I could, so if I could go Woodford Reserve, price. I would go Woodford Reserve. Right. I like that as well, but... If it was gifted to you, oh, yeah. you go Woodford. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't what be about Basil Hayden? Yeah. <laughs> Do you any Basil Hayden? No. No? You don't like it? No, I just haven't had it. I don't know ah, what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> you got a birthday coming up. All right. Well, I got one last question for everybody around the table. And this question isn't a pairing, but it's sort of a pairing. It's what beer mascot would you dress up as for Halloween? Keystone. She would just dress up as a Keystone. All right. Yeah. No, Keith Stone. Oh, Keith oh, Stone. Keith Stone. Keith Stone. Yes. Yeah, no, that's different. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's totally beer mascot. Mm-hmm. Now, Dennis, just to make sure that is not her name. It is not. Cass. I have it written down. It's Cassie Keystone. <laughs> Dennis, do you have a... Honestly, like, it, so when, when I was in high school way back when, yeah. it was a Viking, yeah. right? So I think I'd bring that back. Okay. Because Vikings know how to get down. Okay. All right. What what beer does that represent? <laughs> Here's the thing. I didn't, I, I didn't realize, like, all the rules. <laughs> but... <laughs> So any 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 beer that is a mixture representation of mead? I'm I'm pretty sure it might be the habitual by sauce or or uh, Draken. Draken. 
Haunted house when? Trocken. Trocken. I don't know. She's saying she's saying a mead. The mead that she said. Yes, that one. Yeah, the trocken. Yeah. No, I do. I just didn't understand. I was also going to give you. I think maybe the habitueo by Saucy is also a Viking. I thought this was a team effort. I would throw something out there, and everyone would help. Dennis, here's the thing. I could have made this really easy for you too. Watch this one. Watch this one. The Great Divide Yeti. What you mean what I'm drinking right, yeah, right what, now? What you're drinking right now. Here's the thing. And you and I, being that we're both, you know, 6'5 plus. That's true. We both could go as different versions of the Yeti. You could, I could go as Yeti Classic. You could go as Chocolate Covered Cherry. You could have. Chocolate Covered Cherry. No, you didn't think about so it. So here's the thing, Steve. <laughs> uh, where were you five minutes ago? <laughs> Letting you twist in the wind. No. <laughs> I don't twist. I'm not that flexible. <laughs> Mike, do you have a beer mascot that you'd love to dress up as? Well, I don't know if it's their mascot. I was just asking Cassie. I guess it's a griffin, but I like insurrection beers. Ah, oh, there yes. you go. Okay. And yeah. uh, so uh, I thought that might be good. Hell if yeah. I really wanted to go old school, it wouldn't be so much a mascot, but uh, anybody remember Marv Throneberry? Ooh, no. The speaker in the Miller Lite commercial who used to say, I'm still not quite sure why they asked me to do this commercial. (laughs) No? No. no, Back when they all had sports, uh, you know, sports guys? No. Yeah, see, I've dated myself. That's why I'm (laughs) twice the age of everybody else at the table. Yeah. I just just looked around the table. But I'll stick with the Griffin. Okay. Right on. Adam? So I am, this is a... Mr. Bo? What's that? Mr. Bo. Mr. Bo. No, I'm not going as Mr. Bo. I am uh, I'm actually going to dress up as a uh, a sexy helicopter. Okay. I'm going to dress up as a, a helicopter in a bikini, and I'm going to be a Chinooky. Ah. I see what you did I was a little worried at first. Don't worry. Worried. There were, like, dress up as a helicopter, I'm not the one you crash and burn right now. There, there was reasoning behind it. Not only did he have a thought, but he also had a pun to reach it. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. You got to have at least one pun. He had to double down on that. All right. Well, doubling down on a good beer, this uh, North Country Ugg Life. I'm about it. I double down on that. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's a really good stout, mm-hmm. and it's a pumpkin beer I haven't had before, so I'm enjoying that. The other thing is, it's uh, something that I want to have again. Yeah, that's it. yeah. <laughs> so big ups on that. Uh, I think that means we can go to the podium. Yes. And that means it's time that we put the beers bronze, silver, and gold. I'll start. Okay. Yeah. And it's probably going to be no surprise to anybody, but it's uh, the Four Points Marzen. It's a really good beer, really drinkable, really crushable. It's nice and crisp, and uh, you know. But I just don't love lagers that much. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good beer, and I would choose it over other lagers that we've had in the past, and I'd especially choose it over Yingling. But uh, yeah, it for me that's got to go bronze. Okay, silver. I'm going to give to the Eleventh Hour Bright Noise. Thought it was really. Uh, drinkable and it's really flavorful like it's not like other hazies that are kind of soft and you know unremarkable it has an interesting uh, evolution within the taste because it does the tropical up front you get a little bit of hot bitterness and then it kind of finishes like pineapple juice and that's fine and that's good because it actually has that evolution but I'm a stout fan first (laughs) (laughs) so gold goes to the North Country Ugg Life because it has coffee it has all that stuff in it that it and it has that interesting pumpkin flavor like it's not completely dominated by the coffee there's a lot of coffee in it but in a way it kind of reminds me of the elysian puncachino 
kind of, but right. the, the, I think the coffee's a little stronger on the Ugg Life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, other than that, I you know, really enjoyed all beers that we had tonight, and uh, those are my rankings for the evening. Right on. Adam? Uh, well, I'm going to be different, because that's the kind of person I am. I am actually going to put the 11th hour uh, in the bronze medal position. And like Steve said, uh, all of these are good beers, especially within their respective categories. And that's something that's kind of difficult with these episodes where you're you're not only comparing the beers, but you're also comparing styles as well. And those styles are definitely going to be your personal preference is definitely going to affect that. Uh, and for me, that's kind of coming into play here where uh, the, uh, the the hazy IPA is it's it's good for what it for the style it is it is good it is good however i am not that type i am not the person that likes that style too much so unfortunately it it, it takes the bronze medal position in the silver medal position i am going to go with the uh, the marzen from four points i like that beer i thought it was a good drinker especially this time of year uh we had mentioned earlier that it's kind of a transition beer, where you're going from your, your light, fun time summer beers to the uh, the dark sadness of stouts and stout weather. This is a, a good transition beer. I like it. I thought it was really good. I'm going to find it again, and I'm going to drink it again. Unfortunately, for four points, the good people of North Country brought this Ugg Life. That's a really good beer. I really like that beer. There's a lot of good flavors going on. There's a lot going on, but in a good way. I've had beers where they, they kind of stuff flavors in there and kind of hope for the best and it doesn't work out. This is not that beer. This is a good beer. All the flavors work well together. Yeah, I'm going to get it again. I don't care. I'm going to get it again. Gold medal. Bottom line. All right. Dennis. All righty. So coming up in the bronze position, it was actually pretty tough. So... With bronze, I'm going to give it to 11th Hour, that juicy, hazy, tasty IPA. It was super good, crushable any time of the day. But going up against the silver position with the uh, four points uh, Marzen, I'm a big proponent of German styles. The caramel undertones, it was so tasty. I really enjoyed it. But just like Adam just got done saying, the North Country <laughs> swinging in at gold status. That Ugg Life, I'm a big fan of coffee. I just, uh, we recently partnered up with a coffee subscription box company. Um, so I love different styles of coffee. I love stouts. Ugg Life, from a marketing standpoint, really got me. And one of my good friends, Meg, is one of the production uh, managers down there. North Country Brewing from uh, Rock Bottom Brewery. Transferred over, knocking it out of the park. It was so tasty. I can drink that all day, every day. And I would now implement that into my stout shower beer status. Yeah. So, Meg, thank you <laughs> for allowing me to shower responsibly. It's also a good pumpkin beer to integrate in if you're, you know, tired of pumpkin and other things like that. Because, right? mm-hmm. like I said, it's one I haven't had before. Yeah. All right. Cassie or Mike, which would like to go first in ranking your beers of the evening? <laughs> I'm not allowed to rank beers. I work here. Everything is delicious. <laughs> you don't like ranking your own children? They're not even hers. <laughs> she didn't brew any of them. <laughs> she loves them okay, all, but I'm she does sorry. have favorites for sure. <laughs> she does. Stepchildren? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, look, uh, I am the epitome of the everyman who comes in and is asking for a suggestion because I have particular styles. I don't go into a lot of depth. I just know what I like. And so the way I'm thinking about the ranking is we've had three different styles. Would one of them, because they were all really good within their own style, would any one of them push me above a particular style that I like more than, right? And so I looked and ranked essentially the, the North Country as my bronze because although I really enjoyed it, uh, honestly, if I ranked the styles, one, two, and three would be IPAs, you know, a good Oktoberfest and then a stout in that. Uh, and that's where my ranking will come out because I think each of them are really good within their style. Uh, but none would push the envelope for me to trade off another style that I like more, okay, right, yeah. if you will. We get that. Uh, and so, so I ended up with then the four points of the Meritzen as, uh, as my uh, silver. And I love IPAs. And this was a very drinkable, very good, solid, uh, you know, hazy IPA. From 11th hour so i i had them but i you know like cassie we love all of our children they're all very very good beers <laughs> but i but we all have particular styles that we're drawn to right. as well yep and for me that's what uh created my rank right on well uh just go on keep it going and like give us plugs for you know your social media any events that you want to plug coming up uh, anything else where people can find you all of hours that you're open do whatever you want yeah so we're now open uh at 11 o'clock every day because we have a kitchen and we serve lunch so now you can come drink responsibly for lunch and have a great meal to go with it um uh, weekdays and sundays we close at 12 30 of course on the weekends we close at two and we have bands here on friday and saturday night uh either at nine or ten o'clock um you know, come down and see us. We're going to have 80 Pennsylvania beers in the next week, of which probably 60 or so will be from Pittsburgh. We're always rotating. We, uh, at the end of this month, will have gone past 800 different beers just on tap Oof. this year. <laughs> Uh, and again, we continue to look and look for different styles to uh, and, and, and you know new breweries and the like. Always looking uh, for the new come up to, to make this a treasure hunt. So if you love craft beer, that's our our aim is to is to have you come and challenge us to to provide you something you haven't had before. And if we don't have it, we'll go off and, and look for it. Mike'sBeerBar.com, Mike's Beer Bar on Twitter, Mike's Beer Bar on Facebook. Uh, through that, we communicate all of our updates. If you follow us on uh, Untapped uh, and get notifications, we update our menu every day. So you can find out right away what's, uh, what's been newly tapped or what's newly been put in the cooler. Oh, right on. So we, we welcome everybody down. We've got a great staff here. It's really kind of a family atmosphere. They, they know their beer well. And um, come down and have a good time. All right. Thank you. Dennis, so yeah. you go ahead. Give us a, give us all your deets. What are you up yeah. to? What's going on with you? So you guys can find us at First Hit Brew Box on all of our social media handles, firsthitbrewbox.com. And one of the big things that we have coming up, we're doing a Pittsburgh veteran beer collaboration with Couch Brewery and Burgers Brewing. Both are locations in Lawrenceville and Zillianople. Um, we're putting a beer together because we're all veteran-owned businesses and all vets deserve good beer. So we're brewing a beer um, 
it's a American lager, 5.4% super crispy boy. We're actually using this as a way to get it out to all VFWs, because if you've been to a VFW lately, you realize that the most craft you can get is a yingling. We're yeah. changing mm -hmm. the game up. <laughs> nice. All veterans, everyone deserves good beer. So firstsipbrewbox.com and follow us on uh, at firstsipbrewbox, and you'll get all the deets on that latest collaboration that we are doing. I will say, I think the VFW in Dormont is a little hoity-toity, and they do have a Sam Adams. <laughs> <laughs> so they have your first beer, Steve, that got you into... Uh, I didn't. No, I didn't say cherry wheat. They have probably just the Boston Lager. <laughs> <laughs> so they ain't too fancy. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, they fancy enough. We'll fancy slide, enough. We'll right. slide the Speed Decor uh, veteran beer in there. For All right. Four. Nice. <laughs> nice. When's that coming out? Uh, so it's going to be debuting the weekend of Veterans Day next month. All right. So right that on. Friday, we're going to be pushing it out. You can catch it at uh, Couch Brewery, both Burgers Brewing locations, and we're hoping to get it into at least 10 VFWs and American Legions. Sweet. And then hopefully... Mike's Beer Bar as well. <laughs> Sign us up. Time to tie it all together. There you go, Dennis. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, if you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA, and that'll get, it, get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to find brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should, then search Hop Nation USA on your favorite podcatcher like Stitcher Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Laughable. Player FM, iHeartRadio, Overcast, Mike's Cast, PurgeCast, wherever you get your podcast. Wherever you get your podcast. If you're on any of those platforms, though, leave us a five star review because we are a six star show, but they only let us use five. And that's a bigger crime than me not having enough money to take home as many crowlers as I want to make. <laughs> so that's a big bummer. Yes, it uh, is. Mike and Cassie, do you have anything, any last words for the audience? Thank you very much. Thank we, you. I uh, really yes. had a great time with you tonight. Thank you for coming on. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you for having us down. It was a good time. Uh, I thoroughly suggest anybody to come down to Mike's Beer Bar because, like, yeah. all the local, like, all the local taps they have going on here, you can find things from all over the city of Pittsburgh. There is something here that you will like. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. One final note. Buy our shit. Tpublic.com. T-shirts, <laughs> stickers, brand new magnets. Support yes. the cause. Yes. Brand <laughs> new magnets. Mm -hmm. Brand new t-shirt designs. Brand new t-shirt design. Not a Halloween one, but there's new t-shirt design. You can wear it on Halloween. We don't mind. We're not going to judge. Do whatever you want. But uh, keyword Hop Nation USA, that'll get you onto our page. Mm -hmm. Check it out. Buy it all. All right. And we'll be or back. some of it. <laughs> some of it. Buy something. Uh, but yeah, next week uh, will be our super spooky Halloween episode. And we have a little something different planned for you. So we'll be back with episode 130. See you next Friday.